Hello and welcome to season five of Viking Story. This is a bonus episode. My name is Alan Laycock Fuchs, and of course, this is an accompanying podcast to a novel that I've written and now published, which is set in the Viking Age. And today, speaking of the publication of my novel, we are going to have a welcome back interview with Spencer St. Clair, the Chief Operations Officer of St. Clair Publications. And we join this interview mid-conversation before the interview actually starts. So enjoy. What's this raw property that you bought? Like, what are your intentions for that? Or sounds exciting anyways. Yeah, yeah. It's um so it's seven and a half acres. It's out, it's kind of out in the woods. I think they originally somebody bought a big piece and they they logged out what they could and then subdivided it into you know, the lots are like between five and seven acres. So I have one now. Uh my buddy from West Virginia, he just got one across the street, and then my parents have two lots on the same street nice. now yeah yeah so i want to um i want to try to get down there as soon as i can really to start i gotta set up you know shelter and water and power and that way my family can follow me down okay no sounds good well i don't can you hear anything in my background uh yeah there's something just a little bit (laughs) my wife is taking care of my kids at the moment and it sounds like there's chaos i feel kind of guilty and we might get some cameos from my kids at some point. Let's hope not, but it could happen. So let's just start then officially. I'm welcoming back Spencer St. Clair, the COO of St. Clair Publications. Spencer, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. You made me sound so proper. Yeah, of course. I have to do this uh, very formally and officially. So just wanted to quickly touch base with you, first of all, about current projects that you're working on. What things can the listeners expect from St. Clair Publications at the moment? Currently, I'm working on um, our book together, the Hamlet Amless book, and I've got a classic going for my grandfather. It's uh, it's called Barren Ground, Ellen Glasgow. Okay. So, for for those of you that don't know, so we've we've got this comparison coming out that Spencer and I've just been talking about, which is a, a comparison of Saxo's Amleth story comparing to Shakespeare's Hamlet and. Hamlet draws a lot on on Saxo's chronicle of this legendary figure that may or may not have existed. But in my experience, it seems like most stories do have like a a kernel or nugget of truth to them as the sort of foundation. So even like, I don't know, like King Arthur or something like that, like people debate, did King Arthur really exist? Or is he just a legend, a myth? But I'm sure that whether he existed or not, there was some character or person that was like king arthur that that the stories kind of the legends is sort of based on so i think there's a good chance that the character of amleth is a real character if everything happened the way it's described you know uh, hard to say but i'm sure that there's a kernel of truth to the stories and yeah so amleth he he has the same situation where his his uncle kills his father marries his now widowed mother and takes over sort of the, the throne of Denmark. And in Saxo's story, Amleth kind of feigns lunacy because he doesn't want to appear as a threat. And he realizes that, you know, as the, the next in line for the throne, he would be seen as such. And and this is sort of the basis for Hamlet too, where he also feigns lunacy and goes a bit crazy. But in Amleth's story, there's so much more that happens where he ends up going to Britain. He ends up marrying the king of England's daughter and 
He ends up becoming the king of Scotland as well. And he also doesn't die at the same point when Hamlet is poisoned. Hamlet lives on and uh, eventually dies, I think, in a later battle at some point. So there's much more to the story of Hamlet. And I was just blown away because this is this is the origin story for Hamlet as well. And and I just didn't know. I just assumed that all of this was created by Shakespeare. But uh, obviously, he based a lot of his play on Saxo's Chronicle of Amleth's life. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting to compare the two. And I'm really glad that you brought this closer look at it. And I'd never seen the two together as in one piece, in one book. So I decided that that might be kind of an interesting thing, you know, for anybody um, looking into the origins of, of Hamlet or, you know, just, you know, people like us that study all kinds of all facets of Viking topics. I just figured it'd, it'd be kind of an interesting thing to be able to read them together. Yeah, it is time that the two scripts are, are put side by side and compared and a little bit more light is shed on, on the subject. So how did you first hear about Amleth? Well, I'm just in researching historians that wrote about the Viking Age, I found Saxo. And then, you know, one of the things when you find Saxo, you kind of find Amleth usually. It's that and the um, Balder getting killed. Saxo has a way different version of that in his uh, Guest at Anorum. So that's kind of the the two things you you learn about when you learn about Saxo. Uh, that's kind of how I came Hamlet. about it. It's, it's really interesting because I think the play Hamlet is is okay, but the story of Amleth is even more incredible. Is there any sort of timeline on when the project might be completed? Well, I was I was almost done with the formatting of the interior. I'd, I've never done plays before, so there was a couple of things that when I first put it together, like when they enter and exit there's places on the page where that would be i wasn't quite sure about when i started but i do i do have a hard copy of hamlet so i was like okay well let's see how you know plays are supposed to be formatted and it was at that point when my computer died so as soon as i get my computer up and running again i'll be able to finish reformatting the interior and then it's just making a cover and hopefully there won't be any problems after <laughs> that. Yeah, no, it's been it's been really fun collaborating on this. Something to look forward to. Yeah, how do you uh, how did you feel when you got that email asking to help collaborate on a oh, project? Yeah. Um, it's always exciting and nice to be asked. You kind of gave me a little bit of a summary, I think, of what to expect, but I I hadn't. This wasn't an area that I had ever obviously focused on or or or, or studied really. So it was interesting and and for me. A bit daunting, perhaps, going into like a, a an area that you haven't really paid much attention to before, but it's still sort of within my realm of <laughs> I'm using air quotes, but expertise, I suppose, with with uh, Viking studies and things like that. Um, and it was interesting once I started getting into it. Learning about Hamlet was quite enjoyable, and the comparisons to Hamlet were just—I mean, it was so amazing how much of Hamlet's life has been drawn over into the the tragedy of, of Hamlet. As I said, I thought all of this came from Shakespeare's own creation and to find out that a large percentage of it hadn't and, and that there's even more to the story that Hamlet doesn't get into was quite interesting. And I'm really glad that you've put these two texts together and that you're going to put out a book comparing them and, and contrasting them a little bit, but just, as I said, shedding light on both of them, that that there is this almost prequel to Hamlet that you almost where, where you can see the the character 
potentially being developed over centuries through, as I argue in, in our introduction there, the through oral tradition and then eventually through Saxo's transcribing of, of the chronicle of the accounts and then having that go to print in France and eventually making its way to England and being turned into a play from Shakespeare. So it's quite interesting to see the progression from potential start to, to sort of finish. Yeah, so once I got into it, I really enjoyed it. And I really thank you for giving me that opportunity because it was a lot of fun for me as well. And uh, hopefully we've, at the end of the day, uh, put something together that's interesting uh, for, the, for the readers, for the listeners, and uh, something that can be enjoyed by other people as well. Yeah, it's my understanding that uh, most of Shakespeare's plays were based on older works. And that's why he was so popular, because it was already stories that people had heard, you know, stories that people were familiar with. And that's why the, he was so popular. You know, it's it, yeah, it's easier to listen to a song you already know that, so you can sing along than it is to try to find a new song. Um, yeah, it's much easier, actually, to take something that's already kind of established. And so, yeah, it's clever. And I don't think it really diminishes Shakespeare in my mind. Like, if anything, it, I'm kind of impressed with the way that he was able to take these sort of legendary stories and turn them into something a little bit different. But yeah, he's, he seems like he was somebody that was in tune with, with history and with sort of popular culture and also had a bit of a creative mind. Like, I think the one thing Hamlet does better than Saxo's Hamlet, in my opinion, is um, introducing a reason why the character, the protagonist goes crazy, like at least for the other people. Obviously, we know why Amleth pretends right. to go crazy. It's because he doesn't want to appear a threat, as I said. But you're left to kind of imagine what the rest of the populace would think about Amleth's going crazy because they would probably see it as just him. I don't know. I would think they think he's just putting it on or something. There's no reason ever given for why he goes crazy to the rest of the world, as far as I remember. But with Hamlet, it's it's blamed on him being rejected by Ophelia, which is a plausible reason that maybe somebody might go crazy. So I do, I do like when, when Shakespeare does things like this, but, but yeah, you're right. He, he took things that already existed and kind of, I don't know, worked with them and in some ways improved them as well. So from your side, the other projects you've got going on, are they going any smoother or it's just a matter of waiting for your laptop? Yeah. Well, I've got one book, uh, Lovecraft. It's, uh, H.P. Lovecraft was uh, like, like considered like the father of horror. He wrote short stories in uh, the early 20s and 30s here in America. And the very first time I I painted was uh, for a friend's birthday party. There was like five of us. We left a canvas on an easel and everybody just kind of came up and did a little bit and wandered off. And the the painting that we did reminded me of something that might have come out of a Lovecraft novel. So I made the painting, the cover of the book, and I've got the hardcover is available in the U.S. and everywhere else. The paperback, however, is not available in the U.S. You could get it there in Germany. I could get it in like Australia or something, but I'm having it. I'm having problems with them trying to with getting it sold in the U.S. They, they're trying to say that there's a public domain issue. I hear my kids <laughs> creeping closer. But yes, Spencer, thank you so much for taking the time today and to speak with me again. It's great catching up with you and just learning a little bit more about some of the other projects going on. And I'm sure everybody's looking forward to the next St. Clair Publications publication. So yeah, take, take care and thanks again. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for having me on.
And there you go. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, a little look ahead to see what's in store at St. Clair Publications. Something else that's going to be coming out with my name on it a little bit later with the comparison between Hamlet and Amleth. And uh, yeah, I think uh, it's always nice welcoming Spencer back onto the show. I really appreciate his time and his feedback and his input as well. If you are interested in learning a little bit more about St. Clair Publications, obviously check out their website, stclairpublications.com. My book, of course, is available on Amazon. You can find it by searching for my name, Alan Laycock Fuchs. If you don't know how to spell my name, then check the episode description below. But once you find my novel, you can read the first couple of chapters for free. And as I've been saying all along, Christmas season is just around the corner. This is the perfect thing to ask for. If you don't want to buy it for yourself, then put it on your wish list for the holiday season. And last but not least, if you are a podcaster yourself or you're looking to get into podcasting and you're looking for an easy tool to help you with editing and doing some of the heavy lifting for you, then I recommend Alitu. Uh, I use them as well. And if you use my referral link also in the episode description below, then uh, that's a good way to jump on board and help support this podcast in the process. So can't recommend that enough. And last but not least... If you're a fan, if you'd like to get in touch, the best way to reach me, as always, is vikingstoryfaq at outlook.com. Once again, that's vikingstoryfaq. I always love to hear my listeners, and especially now I'm starting to get some emails about my book and people who have purchased my book online, and they're giving me their feedback, and it's really interesting for me to hear. I'm very grateful that the feedback has been very positive so far. I thank you guys all so much for that, because... As an artist, in any capacity, really, you are bearing your soul when you put things out there, even though this isn't, you know, a book about me, but it's something that I've put my heart and soul into, and um, yeah, I'm glad that people are enjoying it, and some people have certain questions about the, the novel, and I'll probably talk a little bit more about some of those in a future episode, but yeah, just once again, thank you all for listening, thanks for joining me on this ride, it's been a pleasure doing this podcast, there are going to be more bonus episodes coming up, so stay tuned for that. But until then, thanks for listening, and cue Thor's Thunder. Thunder.